With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Aaron Pym, and the Bedpost Podcast is the place where I usually bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have a conversation about sex and sexuality with me. However, this week, I have a very special Christmas treat. I'm doing an episode swap with the lovely folks at Off the Cuffs a kink and BDSM podcast, and actually it's my favorite um, sex podcast other than my own. (laughs) And um, Dick proposed that, um, he proposed me, we're married now, no, he proposed that um, he uh, was having a bit of an ear infection and really didn't want to edit episodes, and uh, he asked if I would be into doing a episode swap. And I said, of course, because, you know, it's the holidays and I don't have lots of time to edit either. And also, um, you know, they're doing me a huge favor because they have a um, much bigger audience than I do. (laughs) So I'm like more exposure uh, for my podcast on your way, way bigger podcast. Yes, please. So this is not just any episode swap, though. You are still hearing from me in the episode because this is the episode where Dick, Max, and Lexi interview me on Off the Cuffs. So I actually haven't heard this episode in a while. This was a way back, a while back that this happened. So, I mean, um, I think it's good. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. It's amazing. And it's actually probably my favorite, like my favorite appearance on a podcast I've ever guessed it on. So I hope you enjoy it. I know you will. And we'll see you back next week with our uh, regularly scheduled programming here on the Bedpost Podcast. So I hope you enjoy everybody and go and follow Off the Cuffs. It's an amazing pod, as you will see right now. So, you know, I never actually, like, talked to you about it because uh-huh. uh, uh, it wasn't, it just hadn't come up, but I I, I got your socks, but, <laughs> yes. yeah, 
But <laughs> I got them 15 minutes before I had to leave to get on a plane to go to San Antonio. <laughs> so uh-huh. like, so like, I like ripped the package open and like Lexi was like ah, ah and like put them in my face. But then we had to like leave. So I haven't actually gotten yeah. to like do anything with them yet because I got back <laughs> so and it's just, it's just been like I've just been like working like nonstop since I got back because I was like oh I took a vacation ish and then it was like oh no wait there's all the work in the world to do now mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so so sad so sad yeah hopefully soon I will have a an, a, a, a gross perverted story to tell you involving possibly uh, good your, your socks yeah. Yeah, possibly later tonight. Good. <laughs> Fantastic. Maybe our conversation will inspire something. Well, I, I you know, it's <laughs> funny. I thought about bringing them, and I was just going to sit here and, like, smell them while we were talking, because I wanted to see your reaction. <laughs> That's a little too indulgent. <laughs> I would have been into it. I know. Yeah. That's, I, but the I, problem I, is that you're the only audience for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're creating some great audio content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Welcome to Off the Cuffs, episode number 146. I am Minimus Maximus. I'm Dick Wound. Nice save. Thank you. And our guest this week is Erin Pym of the Beds Post podcast. Hello. Hello, guys. How are you? Good. Good. It's bright and early. Yep. In this dark, yeah. dark basement. <laughs> can I um, can I mention that we had to reschedule you because apparently you had a a, a big money client coming in and. I did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you you can't turn down that money, honey. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I get it. How, how, how did that go? Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think a lot of CBT that okay. evening, which is something I really enjoy inflicting on people. So. Very good. All right. Oh, and he t- tipped $100, oh, yeah. which is great. That's yeah. fantastic. Love those clients. Get it, yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. I'm, yeah. Thinking, I'm thinking about signing up for, uh, for, for Night Flirt and, and, and yeah. doing, doing, some, uh, doing some dirty texting with people. For, uh, well, you oh, know, my God. You're a bear. That's a thing. I don't think I'm a bear. I think I'm a bear trap. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I just yesterday learned what thirst trap meant. So now everything I'm saying is like a word and then trap. Anyway. All right. Before we get started, you want to do some, uh, some, some smackety doodle doos? All right. All right. Okay. That was the weirdest thing I ever heard. Smackety doodle do. I doubt it, but come out of his mouth. He says some weird shit. All right. So, uh, First uh, two is for uh, Nature Zaddy. Thank you, Nature Zaddy. All right, ready? Ready. I'm a big weenie. I'm a big weenie. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I love love that I'm a big weenie. Oh, it's so good. I like it for multiple reasons. I'll explain. I'll explain one of them later, okay. which I learned editing the other day. All right, this next two is from is from Kinky Trivia. Who? Why is that not my my fet name? Uh, uh, it's actually someone who has their own uh, Patreon page. Okay, uh, and they're creating some kind of like icebreaker, like like kink game okay. type of thing. I guess like a like a like a. I guess like a trivia game you would play right. at a bar type of thing. Oh, cool! Uh, I have to look more into it because I don't I don't 100 percent know what it is, but okay. it, look, it looked neat, 
and uh, they gave us money. So oh, thank you, so King thanks. Trivia. Oh. So everyone yes. should check that out yeah. and, and see what that's all about. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I'll probably have some updates about what it is in the future because, like I said, I wanted to look into it a little bit right. more. Anyway, uh, uh, this too is for Kinky Trivia. Okay, thank you, Kinky Trivia. I'm a big weenie. I'm a big weenie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you to our Patreon. Owners. So, so I was saying the other day when I when we first did that and I edited it, mm-hmm. it was really funny. I, I I told I told you, Max, but. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I thought was the funniest was it sounds like you're saying I'm a bagweenie. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yes. and it's like, <laughs> it's almost like you're, uh, There's you're a... like taking a jab at the, at yeah. the, at your former, uh, my uh, former life. Yeah. Life. Yeah. No. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was, uh, double kind, meaning kind of yes. delightful. <laughs> oh boy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the question we've all been waiting for. I've been waiting to hear. So, uh, uh, Aaron, what was uh, your radioactive spider bite into kink? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I know uh, my earliest member uh, memory of doing something really <laughs> kind of weird and kinky is like I used to play with Barbies, as a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of gals probably my age did. And um, I had one best friend that... Uh, would always come over and we would play Barbies and like we would always play in the role play <laughs> where like Ken would kidnap Barbie <laughs> and, and tie her up and make her do <laughs> weird shit essentially <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, and like it would go both ways too sometimes uh, Barbie would kidnap Ken right. and um for some reason, Ken was really like dumb. <laughs> that was like just his personality. He was always just like, duh. <laughs> so like she would, if she was like being captured, she would like, you know, be trying to outwit him, outsmart him, like try to get away. And she would get beaten for, you know, doing <laughs> certain things. <laughs> um, and then if like Ken was the one being tied up and tortured, like um she would just be fucking with him like because he's so dumb and <laughs> <laughs> so she would be doing like all type of like you know fear stuff and like just doing outrageous scenes basically and yeah. he would be believing it all because he's so dumb and gullible <laughs> um, so <laughs> and um so we had a good time with that, like over like years. This yeah. is probably when I was like, you know, eight or like 10 at the oldest, maybe. Um, and I only realized that was like not how everybody plays with Barbies when like my cousin came over and she was like, let's play with your Barbies. <laughs> like, Great. <laughs> so Ken kidnaps Barbie and blindfolds and gags her. And she's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Uh-huh. Um, and then I think she even like tried to play along a little bit. And then she was like, uh, you know, let's play something else. <laughs> I, I don't know if, I, if I've if i ever mentioned this on the show, but years ago, I had a BDSM Barbie and Ken that somebody made for me as a gift. Was it like, was it because oh, of the shampoo amazing. song? No. You know the shampoo song, right? Uh, with my... Kinky Ken and Bondage Barbie. Right, right. No, no, because this was also a kink, kinky person, uh-huh. and she used to make customized Barbies. Like she made a geisha, and like so for she made as a gift for me, she made a femdom Barbie. Huh. 
um, which awesome. electrical tape, apparently, if you're interested in customizing, electrical tape looks a lot like black leather on a Barbie. Uh-huh. So, you know, and she made her like a little crop and I a strap on. I think we actually have talked about that because <laughs> I, I She gave like... Ken a spreader bar nice. and a, a mat, you know, a gimp mask. Uh, and yeah. Man. As you were saying that, I got the weirdest sense of like, oh, I've heard you say that before. Yeah. The thing about the electrical tape, yeah. Okay. But yeah, if 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 if, if anyone listening hasn't heard the song uh, "Kinky Ken" uh, by Shampoo, uh, go listen to it because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, before we get into uh, some 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 deep dark things that we're going to get into later, uh, uh, could you tell <laughs> us a little bit about your uh, your podcast? <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. And, like, why you um, started it and everything? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Bedpost Podcast. Um, it's not totally uh, kink-based, though we have so, so, so many kink-based yeah. uh, guests mm-hmm. and episodes. Yeah. Um, I interviewed Dick, and uh, Max is going to be an upcoming guest. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's more about, like, just uh, open non-judgmental you know shame-free conversations surrounding sex and sexuality so Mm. i have um you know i have guests um that are like in the industry sex workers um you know kinksters poly people people that live kind of alternative uh lifestyles Mm -hmm. um sex educators um and like everyone in between i've got you know, I, I'm my uh, husband's in the comedy community, so I have a lot of just like comedians coming on and talking about their sex lives, hmm. um, different stuff like that. And I guess why I started it was because I was doing a stage show um, called Bedpost, which I still do that yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I was booking like really great guests, like say really great like a board certified sexologist I'd book and they would have a 10 minute set and that would be it. And I'm like, ah, what a waste. So that was like a way I could kind of, you know, get them in a room alone for an hour and pick their brain. Uh Um, Mm -hmm. So I could, you know, you know, use those guests that I was getting on stage um, a little more, you know, it was respecting their valuability (laughs) more. What's the, what's the stage show like? Is it uh, the comedy? Is it, uh, you know, storytelling? Yeah, it's all those things. Okay. It's um, more entertainment-based than the podcast is. The mm. podcast, I kind of like to get into more real conversations. Sure. But yeah, it's like uh, burlesque, boylesque, drag, real-life sex stories, uh, mm. fictitious, like, erotica stories. Um, yeah, lots of comedy. It's fun. It's fun and funny. And uh Yeah. Uh, we have like sex educators do sets as well to throw in a little bit of learning, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a really fun time. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. upset that uh, when I was up there uh, visiting, I uh, I didn't get to to see one, but I did get to see yeah, a lap didn't dance overlap. class. <laughs> 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 yeah, you did a little more than see the lap That's dance true. class. True. Yeah, they, they've. I feel like they've heard all about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little disappointed that you're not wearing the eye patch, Aaron. <laughs> yeah, my eye healed nicely, which is good. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard I, something really funny, too. Uh, like, you were, you were telling people, like, different things like that happened to you. Like, like do, I don't... Maybe, my eye? Yeah. Like, uh... Someone at that so when we when we met, there was like someone that was there, and and I heard you say something, but then I think like Kate or someone else was saying that they heard one thing, and then 
whoever the other person was said that they heard another thing and one of them like you were like oh I got poop in my eye or yeah. something like that like, <laughs> like it was just like like it's like like you wouldn't give anyone a straight answer as to what happened to your eye like so it was like I, I don't know I thought that was pretty funny like <laughs> oh yeah I was just trying to be funny no I scratched my retina but um <laughs> the thing <laughs> but the thing was um I had uh, at the same time I had like pink eye mm. in the in the eye first so like that's you know getting that's essentially getting shit in your eye sure. <laughs> it's like <laughs> pink eye like that's what it is so first I had pink eye and then I was scratching it um so badly that I scratched my retina mm. so yeah <laughs> but I think it's just funnier to say I got poo in my eye <laughs> <rather> than... <laughs> Yeah, it, it definitely... the technical term for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so you recently uh, took a step from from all the stuff you're already doing into doing uh, some pro doming. Uh, had that come mm-hmm. about, and how's that going? <laughs> um, that came about because I was kind of unhappy with my current employment status. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was working, like I do all my fun, kind of creative, fun, sexy things. But, you know, I'm, I I work a bunch of Joe jobs, like, yeah. and as you guys are probably aware, you know, podcasting doesn't exactly pay all the bills. Mm-hmm. Though I might present like, you know, my bedpost empire is like a full time thing. It's totally not. So, you know, I work, I work, um, I worked in sex toy retail for a long time, which mm-hmm. is kind of related but still after working there for like two years i was like this feels very much just like retail and a lot less like you know me spreading knowledge and helping people and kind of being in more in that like sex education role that i wanted to be in Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i was kind of like for a while i was like looking for again something that's kind of sex sexuality adjacent um and you know, sex work is, has always been there, you know, and, and it's always been an option for me, but, um, you know, for whatever reason, I've just kind of never taken it up. Mm -hmm. Um, though me and my husband had discussed a lot of different options. Phone sex was an option. Mm -hmm. You guys talking about night flirt, like, you know, stuff like that was an option. But, um, one of the things that kind of, came into play was like oh how about doming um at the time i was playing with like a lot of really experienced doms and tops Mm. so i was in my lifestyle kind of for those years like learning a lot and also like really developing uh, a real passion for topping and bottoming because um previous to that i was um would have identified like as a total sub for like the past like 15 years let's say Mm -hmm. but um, it just happened to be kind of with like this poly family branch that I was doing play parties with and stuff like that had kind of gotten more into a topping and doming role. Yeah. So yeah, like those things kind of coming together, me not liking my current job, me realizing I have a real passion for topping and doming. Um, and also my husband being like, yeah, that sex work thing. How come you never <laughs> uh, have done that yet? You know, you don't forget. This is an option. Don't forget. Yeah, you know yeah. how every time you come home from work and you're like, uh, 
I hate my job. It's like, remember how you can be doming? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, is that something yeah. that you were kind of like, um, like, would you come home, you know, from the nine to five and like, you know, like look at look at like a dildo and be like oh like it's not you know like it's like it's like when they say like a cook like gets home and he doesn't want to eat like yeah. type of thing and and just sigh and be like i've always wanted to do sex work and and just like said like said something that he was just like oh like like hey there's always that dream like it's just it's it's so yeah. funny like and i mean like like there it's not like funny it's 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 sweet but at the same time like it's funny because it's so backwards from mm-hmm. like like normal society would see like being a uh, uh, something like, oh, like, oh, oh, honey, like, like, go do that sex work thing you always wanted to do. Like, it's like, it's like the reverse of Pretty Woman, basically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's it's funny too because I did work in like a sex shop, so like I'm surrounded by all these lovely like kink implements and yeah. things like that on on the daily basis. So I just be like, yeah, totally like daydreaming. I'm like, I could be getting paid to just beat the shit out of someone right now with some of these lovely whips and floggers. Um, (laughs) And then, yeah. And then um, I, and I mean, through my work with bedposts, like I know pro doms, I know a lot of pro doms. um, So I'm definitely in good company. And, and I know um, uh, the headmistress of the ritual chamber fairly well, just from having, her on the podcast i had her on i have her had had her on the stage show multiple times Uh um so i knew her and um she kind of made a post that was kind of like oh facepalm these people applying to be house doms just don't know anything and you know just kind of a post that was like giving some stupid quotes during the interview and her just being like, Ugh, why can't anybody good ever apply? And I was like, huh? <laughs> 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 so I like private messaged her. Um, not that I would ever recommending private messaging a dom on their social media platforms. Do not do that. But I knew her socially. So I was like, are are you hiring and she's like are you interested <laughs> and and i was like uh i think so and she was like come down and talk to me tomorrow yeah and i was like yes please nice and that was it we talked for a half hour i went down to the dungeon talked for a half hour and she's like i would love to have you on cool that's great and and, and that's you, it. yeah <laughs> and did you go through like a uh was there like a uh like a what do you call that like a tra- uh not a training period, but uh, like an intern type. Like, like, did you have to do like a training thing, yeah. or is it just because like you already kind of already had experience? She just was like, "Oh, come on in." Yeah, I had a lot of. Um, we discussed all the things that I do in my lifestyle, doming and topping, uh-huh. and um, basically it was like, okay, well, let's get you operating within you know the wheelhouse that you're already uh, familiar with. Um, and then you can be acquiring like new skills um as we go along like she mentors the house doms cool um, as you go along so you can be attending all the workshops all the classes for free basically um yeah she'll do one-on-one mentoring with you to acquire new skills so nice right now you know i kind of have a bit of a limited um you know Menu. set of skills that, that <laughs> i work yeah yeah no. <laughs> um but uh yeah over time that will definitely expand like she 
did I did a duo with her where um, she was kind of like teach me how to do some needle play and stuff like right. that. Nice. I'm sure as we'll talk about, I'm very into like medical play, mm. but I don't actually have a lot of the fine skills. Right. Yeah. Um, the idea so, of it is like, yeah. Yeah. The idea of it is so hot. The fantasy is so hot. And mm. um, I've been on the receiving end um, of a lot of different types of medical play, but I haven't topped mm. Um, mm. or dommed them. So that's something that I'm like, Oh, every, every day going to work and there's like the, like faux uh, doctor's office. I'm just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's always something to like work towards, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I know. I don't know if on this show, but I know in like just in conversation with pro doms, like any pro dom that you know, I think is is good and reputable. If they don't know how to do something, they will tell you that they're not the person to go to and recommend somebody that sure. is, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like we're, there's seven house doms. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if, if, you know, cause a lot of the times the sub will um, request me cause I'm how they want their pro dom to look. Right. But you know, I'm not the girl for whatever skill they're looking for, right. but there are yeah. seven other doms that, or six other doms that, you know, most likely have the skills that you need. So you can always request, just throw them, throw the work to another dom. No shame in that. Yeah. I think being working out of a, out of a house too, like with, or not not house, but I mean like a, uh, like a home base. A dungeon. Yeah. 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 Like this probably makes that a lot easier too. Yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah, you bring a request to the house. One yeah. of us will be able to do that for you for sure. Yeah, no matter how weird, weird and wonderful it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of uh, medical stuff that you're into, <laughs> let's, let's, let's shift this along a little bit because I got some questions. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> way way back, a little over, I think a little over a year ago, you had me uh, come on your show uh, the first time. And uh, uh-huh. I don't remember what exactly we were talking about, like that. But but all of a sudden, like you know, I mean, it was like it was a fine interview, ple- pleasant. And, like you're you're a great interview. I love you know I love your show and everything. Like and it's just going along, and then all of a sudden, like your mouth opened and this came out. It was something along the lines of <laughs> like when I'm watching like a like a Lifetime movie or like a documentary where like a dad has like kidnapped his daughter. <laughs> And kept her in the basement for 15 years, and pretended that like, pretended that she was uh, abducted, uh, but really like he was just getting her pregnant the whole time and fostering all these children. I find myself just so turned on, and I'm like, why? I that like I, I might be paraphrasing here, but it was like something along those lines, and it was like, no, it that's, was like that's a direct quote. Okay, yeah, and, like, and, and it was like it was like it went from like being like a good interview. To being like, oh, this is like, I think I even said like, oh, you need to come on like my show, like, like, like I think that was my response. But like, oh, it's so true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's taken a little while, but we're here. So now, <laughs> <laughs> fucking spill it. <laughs> oh God, yeah, no, that's so true. Um, anytime I watch like. This sounds really bad, and I wouldn't oh, sure. probably talk about this anywhere but on this podcast. <laughs> uh, 
but like oh my god anytime i watch um and i mean there's ethics here like it's the fantasy obviously that i'm into it's not the fact that this actually happened to people right well happens to be that my masturbation fodder comes from watching actual like documentaries Mm. and whatnot about you know um abduction and Mm. capture and um you know, sometimes the impregnation is mm-hmm. the specific uh, documentary. I happened to watch when I was talking to you that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we should but, give the same um, caveat we gave on the serial killer episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, let her finish. I'm not <laughs> asking that this actually happened to people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's terrible. And I realize I'm a bit of a terrible person for, you know, masturbating about the fantasy of it, but um that is totally 100 percent true there are so many like nuanced um yeah nuances that are so hot about that uh-huh. yeah. for sure <laughs> <laughs> i think for me what makes that kind of thing hot is acknowledging you're a terrible person for enjoying it you know like it's just yeah. so wrong that's it's you know it's so it's wrong playing tab- yeah yeah it's taboos you know right yeah yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's so taboo. Yeah. And I think part of part of it for me also, which is also a taboo, is like being objectified as like mm. one, either this like just this vessel that, you know, your captor comes down to fuck and yeah. or to torture or to yeah. play with, you yeah. know. Yeah. You're like essentially their little toy. Yeah. Um, that's just being captured and you know, you stay there until they're ready to bring you out and play with you. Yeah. Like, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there's that. There's a lot of nodding going on on this side of the it's, room. It's, <laughs> a yes, it's a yes. It's, Everyone's in agreement. Yeah, that's yeah. a yes for all of us. <laughs> Queers Next Door is a podcast hosted by sex coach Lee and Megan Ashley. We take the topics you care about, sex, feminism, kink, social justice, and entertainment, and look at them through a queer as fuck lens. We also talk honestly about self-care, mental health, and our experiences as polyamorous queers trying to date in Southern California. Listen, rate, review, and subscribe to Queers Next Door wherever podcasts are found. And follow us at Queers Next Door on all the socials. Cheers, queers! And then, you know, potentially in that scenario that you're just talking about, Dick, it's mm. again being like um, objectified just to potentially like make babies as well. Yeah. Like there's yeah. also like that weird medical kind of um, like milking facility sure. or like, you know, incubation facility. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you could do all kinds of fun role play where you're like, <clears throat> where you're like being captured um you know and just used to like as a baby making machine essentially yeah Yeah. you know so like i think it all kind of ties into the being objectified um which is very taboo for me because like i've always been kind of a conventionally attractive person Mm -hmm. and like you know throughout my early 20s like late teens and early 20s let's say like um you know, I'm. I was objectified on uh, on the daily. You know, getting mm-hmm. caught, cat called at, and all that bullshit, right? And mm-hmm. I hated it. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, I would like, mm-hmm. 
you know, have comebacks ready in my head while I walked home from school, like, mm-hmm. so that if somebody yelled something at me, I would have something <laughs> to yell back, yeah. you know, so that I could have control of the situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that is potentially where this kind of all ties into, sure. where now that's like a taboo for me for somebody to just like me for sex or because I'm hot or, you know, what I can offer them, you know, on that kind of very surface level. So I think that that's a nuance that kind of is threaded all through my types of kinks that I'm kind of drawn to. Nice. I just, when you were saying that you had like lines memorized to fire back at people, uh, uh, (laughs) it it made me think that like, like, I, I don't know why this is what my brain does, but it like, it was like you would like say the wrong thing back to them, like <laughs> like like the wrong one was like like in the chamber to like shoot back, like and it just made me, and then that made me think of, and and it's it, this is why it's like kind of sort of wildly appropriate because uh, Sandra Bullock is definitely Sylvester Stallone's daughter in Demolition Man, yes, <laughs> and they definitely <laughs> fuck when that movie ends. So like <laughs> like she always uses like she she like misquotes like comebacks right. and stuff right. and like. So it just like it it that whole thing sent me on this weird thing where I started thinking about Demolition Man. Anyway, <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Actually, I think oh the yeah, story and then the like, other. What's that? I think the story is that they cut out that subplot, but it's still there I think, in the subtext. I think what happened is that, yeah, oh. I think I think the script originally had it be that there was some, like. That, that that she was his daughter, yeah. but then when they rewrote it as his love interest, there was enough dialogue left in the old right. script that like yeah. alluded to the fact that like it was going to happen. But right. like they had they had they fucked like they mentally fucked with the machine. Like they yes. like they they put like the thing on their head and they have this weird like um, virtual reality sex. And then like at the end, he grabs her and like makes out with uh-huh. her. And like he's oh, and Jesus. he's and he's basically like I don't remember what the last line is, but it's like not too far off from like. I'm gonna put my dick in you. Yeah, like right. <laughs> like the old fashioned way. Like like that's like like quote unquote. Like it's like it's real fucking dirty because like she is 100 percent his daughter. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> like. And that's and that, uh, that's I guess the third kind of layer that was on that original fantasy too is the incest thing, yeah. right? So yeah, it's sure. like your dad that is imprisoning yeah. uh, you and using you, you know for whatever purposes that's like an extra layer that's like so so um in fantasy land so hot yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh what was i gonna ask what was i gonna ask oh experimentation yeah so that was another word that that that, uh that's that's been put out there uh uh, oh yeah yeah a little a little bit about that too (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I um I think that is one of my absolute top kinks is um and and it can manifest in a lot of ways. Like it can look it's basically the same thing, but we you can be in different roles while it's happening, you know. Uh-huh. Um and it's essentially this is one where I enjoy both topping and bottoming in like this type of a scenario. Oh yeah. Um probably more bottoming probably um and it's just yeah essentially that there is you know an authority figure it could be a doctor it could be a scientist it could be um like mm. uh like in a i think i role played one where it was like you know like war prison type oh, yeah. scenarios okay. like stuff yeah. like that yeah. yeah 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 um 
Or it can be as simple as like, you know, your daddy coming in and, and, uh, you know, exploring his like little girl or even simpler, just as the, the dominant in the scene is, is experimenting on the sub or the bottom for, for their own pleasure. Yeah. So it can, it can be anything, but essentially it's just like, um, yeah, the bottom is, you know, restrained or whatever. And, and then the feeling in the room that really gets it for me is that like, you are, um, you're doing it, the bottom or the sub is like doing it for some greater purpose, kind of, or some other purpose. It's like, mm. um, yeah, I, and I'm that vain that I think me being tortured is going to save the world. But <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know, it, it, yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's just going to be a bit longer, but it's for these reasons that you have to do it. Yeah. And it's either for like the dog's pleasure or, you know, f- for some other reason, like science. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, just hold on a bit longer. Um, you know, it's almost over. I also like kind of, I like a detached, emotionally authoritative figure, but they're also kind of being encouraging mm. as well. Like, okay. it's, so that's, it's that detached dialogue that's kind of like, all right, Miss Pim, like, you know, this is almost over. Hold on a little longer. You're doing really well. You know, like, so it's kind of detached, but it's also like that nurturing kind of professional. Yeah. But is it also like, all right, so here I'm going to add a layer to that. <laughs> is it also sure. Please re- do. really concerned for you or is it just like I'm feigning no. this concern so that we can get through this thing Correct. that I need because otherwise Correct. I'll have to start again with someone else? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Just just making if, sure. <laughs> yeah, if I botched this one, then we've ruined the whole afternoon. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, what, we're on a schedule here. I've seen you do scenes like that. I'm 3,000% like into this. 3,000%? <laughs> 3, oh, 3,000. Yeah. Okay. yeah, no, I've seen yeah. Honestly, this like is like my main scene mm-hmm. to do. This is like my main type of role play. That exact narrative that's like... Um. Yeah. Detached yet encouraging. There's like a medical element or a science. Yeah, element. I'm like all over that. It's like my whole aesthetic yes. is like. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, do you remember Test Fest a couple <laughs> years ago where I made you run across the hotel to go see the science scene going on? Oh yeah. Well, that was yeah. Yeah. There was a that was a yeah like. I mean, I wasn't involved. I mean, well, I, it was audience participation, so yeah. I was involved in that level, but I wasn't involved in setting that up. No. But, but I just remember seeing it and going, I have to find Dick because he'll never forgive me if he knew, if I, you know, if I knew this was going on and I didn't tell him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was, <laughs> there was a, there was a scene where uh, one, this woman had this other woman blindfolded and I, I think there was a sign on her yeah. that said, you can whisper anything you want in my ear, just don't touch me. Like, like, like you're not allowed to touch me or whatever. And like, that was the that was the scene and like so people were like walking up and like you know whispering things and 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 like it was it was cool like there was people standing around like chatting and laughing right. and and i remember i remember exactly what i said to her I, I i leaned over and i was like you know i have a medical kit upstairs and i'm really curious to see 
if you're as pretty on the inside Ooh. as you are on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> right, but the thing about the scene is that like they were doing it like an experiment. Like the sign on her said like experiment. It was yeah, there was like an, it was all set up. She like was a, in a hospital gown. Yeah, and yeah. The top oh, was in yeah. a lab coat. Oh yeah, and taking yeah. notes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which were like arbitrary oh, yeah. because she couldn't hear anything anyone was whispering. <laughs> I believe she was actually noting her reactions, though. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like at the end, like th- she she asked, you know, what do you remember? And like she was trying to, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. So fucking yeah, cool. I, I'm I'm so into this that I um I even get my husband to try to do role play with me, who is not kinky at all. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. and he's um uh, he's a very funny guy. He's in the comedy scene. Um, so, so it ends up being very funny, um, because he treats it more like an improv scene. <laughs> and he oh my God. Tries God. to like put in as many jokes as possible. Like just here I am a, torturing every- you. Yes. yes and I we're am. in space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he always makes up a reason, you know, why the last doctor got fired. Like, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Oh so good oh that's fucking great <laughs> yeah but I, but i'm actually doing a scene um on monday um like professionally where this dude has given us like a whole novel's worth of details it's like the year is 2150 oh yeah uh okay. you know <laughs> yeah 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 and it's like essentially like that men um you know have been disenfranchised through all these years so that they form like a lower class and it's like the so it's all for comes from yeah 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 Yeah, exactly (laughs) and it's like um the alpha males are in a milking facility the beta males like do hard labor at this um like internment camp and essentially the scene is like it's a duo. So me and this other kick-ass Dom are like two like prison guards essentially. And he's coming to like the internment camp for the first time. So it's like me, us bringing him into the camp and hazing him and right. like doing all that like medical checkup type stuff that you do kind of when you get, um, you go into a prison or whatever. And, and uh, we're so excited about it. So we're going to be wearing <laughs> like all this like, army gear and stuff like this and uh, just be like uh, and just hazing this dude it's gonna be great Damn. and his girlfriend's coming to watch nice <laughs> fantastic very fucking nice <laughs> yeah that's the coolest well, I'm fucking so shit. into it yeah, yeah. man fucking yeah. Uh, yeah that is very hell it. comes to Frogtown. Yeah. Damn. you know what bothers me about that because yeah. I watched that recently and like I, lo- I mean I love it and like We've but brought this up, but it's kind it. of misogynist. Well, we, even with all of the like male submissive, like yeah. like female run thing, it's so misogynistic. It really like, is because it's clearly it's written and directed by a dude that just wanted to look at boobs, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, yeah. it's 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 like all the like subtext of the other things are like right. are just washed away by like yeah. I don't know. It's it's I mean it's. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. With all of its fucking problems, like. But it, it also <laughs> feels like you know the idea of like the the emasculation of the modern man, and you know well, we're all submissive to chicks now. You dude, know? It, the the hero of the movie is a rapist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, 
yeah. and you're on his side. Like you're mm-hmm. you're watching it like to yeah. be like on his side. Like it's yeah. fucked up. Well, it's, like, <laughs> it's the ultimate like it's yeah. like an ultimate like male fantasy type of thing because it's oh, yeah, like yeah, every yeah. woman. It's like he's every like, woman wants him. Yeah, yeah. because well, exactly. even that's though like, he's lower, it's like every woman is basically like all over him because right. he has a high so, sperm count. That's yeah. literally the reason. Like yeah, and, right. but, but 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 you were even saying that before. Uh, uh, like oh, why am I so important to like? That I would save, like whatever, because like yeah. being the 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 point is, yeah. I've run into that wall of of thought myself because I recently and and this even ties into the breeding thing. Yeah. Stumbled into the fact that I'm like mildly into like some weird breeding shit, but it does yeah. come into that whole like I'm gonna steal your sperm, blah 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 blah, like type of like yeah. scenario, and like and I, and then like when I like when I'm not like jerking off to it or whatever like and I'm actually just like sitting there dissecting it I'm like why would I, why would my cum be so important to anyone like, I'm fucking I'm like I have a bad heart like I'm fucking gross and weird like who would want to replicate this like so I get I get that like weird like mentality around yeah. that but but yeah i don't know it's fucking like i i'm or or is it just that like or is it just that like i'm so deluded with how great i am that i think that my cum <laughs> is the answer for everything like i don't know like i don't like come on i don't i don't fucking know i got some things i gotta work through <laughs> <laughs> i will be happy to work through that with you i'm sure you will. Hey, you gotta volunteer <laughs> oh boy uh, all right um Let's do one more save and then go into some listener questions. Yeah. Okay. I think we got a, a we did get a few. We got a few, yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So first question is from Something Blue One Nine Six. What do you think is the driving force of most of your kink? Objectification. Everything kind of overlaps yeah, with objectification. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, all the things you've talked about. Yeah, they come. They kind of like when you dilute them down, they come yeah. down to that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, when I think so. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Strip it. When you strip it down, yeah. Mm. By force. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With medical shears. Yes. Yeah. I'm locked in. We're doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're having a conversation now. Yeah. Yeah. No one else is here. It's just me and you. Oh my God. No. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, my girlfriend just gave me the shittiest look. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love you. It's all good. I love you too. <laughs> all right, sorry. Go on. This is from friend of the show, Sir Lady Bear, who says, "Hi there. Breeding is a kink that I've never really understood, but I'm excited to learn more about. Is there any specific scenario that really does it for you, or is it the objectification aspect, the idea of being pregnant as a whole? Have you have done any play with breeding? Have you considered the use of a breeding stand?" Yeah. Um, it's definitely the objectification thing. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, the breeding part of it, um, let me be clear. Like I'm not, I don't have kids. I've never been pregnant. I don't plan on ever being pregnant. So it very much stands, uh, stays like in fantasy land for me. Like yeah. the whole having a baby thing, like mm-hmm. it's as much of a fantasy as the rest of this shit is to me. Like, right. cause it's like so far removed from my life. Like, um, it's also interesting cause like I'm not on any form of birth control right now. So like you have to be a little creative. So like a scene, for example, could be, you know, the whole medical setup where I'm like, 
if I'm bottoming, I'm like, um, you know, restrained and there's some sort of, say it's like a breeding facility, something like that. Um, and since I can't actually like receive anybody's like semen or anything like mm -hmm. that, uh, realistically, um, what has happened before is like, um, people have done kind of a mind fuck scene with me where like they put their semen into a syringe or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and, that, and then they swap it out, yeah. um, for something else, you know, and, the, and then put that in me. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like something, something like that. And like, you know, I don't know, I, you know, yeah. that that's happening, that that's switching. <laughs> um, and it's like, Oh God. Um, so there's a bit of like, fear play essentially uh, yeah, yeah. happening as well you know yeah. so cool. yeah so that's that's a scene i've done and i've enjoyed very much nice Good. yeah all right this is from common one who says when it comes to captive and abduction scenarios what role would you rather take part in the abductor uh, that is the the one who grabs and transports the subject or the interrogator also is there an abduction scenario you dream of participating in Oh, definitely um, the interrogation part of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like there's a lot of risk uh, in doing like a public abduction, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I just I don't got time for that. I don't I don't have time for people <laughs> actually thinking I'm actually abducting someone. Right. Um, so I'll I'll let the henchman do that part. But mm -hmm. um, oh, the interrogation! I love a good interrogation scene. Mm. Oh, yeah right from the very beginning where it's like, you know, they're tied to a chair, they're bound and gagged or whatever. And then, you know, the blindfold comes off and they're like that one single light bulb, um, you know, mm -hmm. top lit in a completely dark room. And then you just like start circling them with those like heels that like click on tile really, really um, well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then you like slowly come into view, like the whole like cinematics of like an interrogation, like oh, yeah. that's the only place where a lot of us have seen interrogations right yeah. it's like in the movies so <laughs> yeah i kind of yeah anytime i do like a scene that's something like that i i think i do think very like cinematically mm -hmm. um you have to i mean like dra yeah. dramatically yeah that's our only reference point right yeah so, yeah i mean that's yeah. even, I mean, even we call just, them scenes yeah and even know? even yes. just doing yeah, like um, uh some like some like you know uh basic like impact scenes i've done in in like the dungeon like yeah. i there's like an element of like you know moving behind the person and like mm. doing things like brushing again like just like doing things that are like you know sneaky and 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 like you know setting the setting like putting them on edge and like setting mm. them the the tone like it, it is all very cinematic in yeah. a way like even if it even if you're the only one that like theatrical. sees it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like it's even if it's like in your, you know, it's just you and that person. Like it, it, you don't have to sit there and like think about shots and framing, but it's like, <laughs> you know, like it's like, like, but yeah, no, I think every, every kind of scene, you sort of have that element to it, whether you're, whether you're kind of aware of it or not, because you're wanting to build the scene. Yeah. You're yeah. crafting the you're, tension. You're crafting of it. the tension yeah. And, yeah. and this and that. Yeah. Okay. This yep. is from Gendu. Who says, I've considered soliciting the services of a local pro dominia in the past, but I've yet to work up the courage to do so given the legal gray area and safety concerns. Provided I can cross the threshold, I have not the faintest idea how to start negotiations or what to expect for that matter. What should someone consider normal? Is there an average or fair fee for services rendered? 
Any safety tips? Now that sites like Craigslist and Backpage have been shut down, they've been replaced by less known quantities like Skip the Games. I don't want to get hurt, locked up, or mugged. Or mugged? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, um, I mean, please do hire doms. Um, I know it's kind of, can be kind of a scary step, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, any reputable house or, you know, independent dominatrix is going to go out of their way to make you feel like you're in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of the scene, you know, yeah. so that you can explore, you know, being feeling unsafe inside of a scene. Right. Sure. Um, so yeah, most, uh, most independent doms and houses will, um, you can inquire, you know, through their, through the website yeah. or what have you, and, and they'll send you a form. They send you a form to fill out, um, mm-hmm. you know, the types of fantasy that you want to engage in. Um, they're going to ask you any physical limitations, boundaries, mm-hmm. limits, safe words. Like it's going to be, a, yeah. you know, most people send out a very detailed form. Yeah. Um, and, th- mm-hmm. and then when you get there, they're going to have another um, negotiation, which th- they're going to spearhead. Like, don't worry about how do I start negotiating? They will they've done this a thousand times before they're going to, yeah. they've got a great format set up. So you get a proper negotiation both before you meet each other and then in person as well, you know, how do you feel on the day? Yeah. Um, they're, you're going to go through the forum. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about all that. They're, they're going to make sure that you're going to get what you need out of this scene. Right. Um, I think also go to like, go to a place that it's like a professional space or, or don't, don't look on whatever that app was called. Right. That was like, yeah. Apparently, like a lo- lower than Craigslist, like on skip the skip the games, skip the ga- like don't don't I go to heard something. That. Yeah, don't go to a website called Skip the Games if you don't want to get mugged. Right. Like that sounds like <laughs> mugme.com. <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of it, so maybe maybe it's say like it might be you know it might be like look, I might be Craigslist talking shit about and something. Backpage have to move somewhere. Right. Look on M- many pro doms will provide references. Yeah. Too. Look on Twitter for for yeah, doms yeah. that have like other friends that are doms and references yeah. and things like that. Like, yeah. yeah don't don't you know? Yeah. I, go go check out their social media for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. See their name and then you know see their testimonials, see their portfolio, mm-hmm. and then go check out their social media to you know make sure that they're a real person and you'll get a sense of their personality. From their social media as well. We should have a fucking ProDom reference page on our website. We really should. I didn't even. I never thought I was about to say if if you. It's a great idea. uh, Gendu, if you are local to New York City, I can recommend some people. Yeah. Well, okay. And if you're local to Toronto, I can recommend some people. So you know, if if they've been on our show, we'd recommend them. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I I think it would be easier if we just put together a reference page. I can have Lily throw one together. Just put anyway. That's a a really good idea. Yeah. Um, It just reminded me because you said the word uh, uh, Toronto. I I got a I got a message on on FetLife the other day from someone who said. I want to claw my eyes out every time you say the word Toronto because apparently I say it wrong or like I pronounce it yeah, like not it's pronounced Toronto like more like Toronto or Tron- Toronto Toronto the, the the it's like it's like there's no first Tron- O oh. and and the the second T is silent apparently but uh, uh yeah don't say the second T don't say Toronto Toronto yeah, I, I I say it like I say it like fucking Samwise Gamgee says potatoes I'm like oh. <laughs> Toro- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Toronto. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, 
I just I wanted some some confirmation on on this, so I, I figured I'd ask. <laughs> it's like but, Long uh, Island pronouncing Long Island without a hard G. Lo- Long Island. It is Long Island. It's not Long Island. It's Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> Long Island. A night like any other night, we were on vacation from Christmas. It was a week between Christmas and New Year's. My parents were followers of the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh, who is then known as the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. He's currently known as Osho, even though he's been dead since the 80s. And then I heard the noises again. And I looked again, but this time I could hear footsteps, like someone was definitely coming in. And when I walked into the bedroom, I noticed that... um, Andre's side of the bed sheets were pulled down, but he wasn't in the bed. I wouldn't say we were a doomsday cult per se. But when the door opened, it opened like like from a horror movie. It was like slow and creaky. And then she held the knife over her head. I think when you get to a certain point where... Each time it got a little bit worse, but because I Welcome to Being There, a podcast devoted to exploring the extraordinary aspects of everyday people's lives. I'm Dick. And I'm Kelly. And you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and all their major podcast apps. You can also follow us on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at BeingTherePod. This is from Songbird, who says, How does your breeding kink and impregnation, if that's a thing you're into as well as the more strict subset of breeding, play out in physical practice? Would you walk us through a typical scene of yours in that vein? Yeah, I think we did that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of. See, last, yeah. see two questions back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is from Princess Ariel 44. Uh, who says, how does a couple who's interested in seeing a pro-dom for the first time going about in doing so and finding the right one? Plus, because it's a couple, how would that scenario work? Oh, it can work in lots of ways. Actually, my first professional section was with a couple, uh, which is exciting. Yeah, it can work lots of ways. Um, It can work as in one person kind of wants to learn how to dom or top the other. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is always fun. So that's one person subbing and two people doming. So essentially you've booked yourself for a little duo session Mm -hmm. for half the price, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, You know, that can be both of you subbing together. That can be a really hot scene. Um, Like we have a pro switch at our, at our um, dungeon. Mm -hmm. So like one of the scenes uh, that I love doing is um, having the two subs kind of compete Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, in a dildo sucking competition in who can hold, you know, a a pose the longest, who can take more beatings, who can, you know, like, like I love doing kind of, Oh yeah. Like getting the subs to be competitive with with each other um, is such a fantastic scene. It can look unlimited ways having a couple, um, you know, in a, in a session. Um, and yeah, it works the same way as, as, you know, hiring a pro dom any other time you both will just book, book the dom. There will probably be, um, uh, you know, a bit of a higher fee for having the two of you. Um, another, another situation that's really common is like one of you just watching. Yeah. Um, you know, so the girlfriend can be sitting and just being a voyeur to the experience of Mm. the dom, you know, kicking the ass of the boyfriend or the husband or whatever. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Any way you put it, it's hot, so. Yeah. Yeah, do it. Right on. All right, this is from Sissy Millie, who says, Hello, everyone. 
I was wondering the implications of FOSTA-SESTA here in the States. Many sex workers are finding it hard to operate and promote legally. How is the Canadian government on sex work? Are you finding the same challenges? So, um, yeah, we use a lot of the same platforms to advertise. Like we used Backpage, um, which is gone, you know, Craigslist Personals, which is gone. Yeah. Instagram and Facebook are really cracking down right now. Like my my bedpost stuff, which is not sex work related, it's just sex related. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my Instagram got shut down a couple months ago. Right. Yeah. And then my Facebook, which is 10k followers, they unpublished it, and I was like, oh god. And then they, I repealed it and they republished it, but it'll be gone. Like it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, advertising is shitty, and like. With my dungeon, yeah, they uh, we're trying to operate, you know, in a way that that we won't. That's not dubious legally, right? Because in Canadian law, it's like, yeah, it's technically legal to um, to sell sexual services, but it's illegal. Everything else surrounding sex work is illegal. It's illegal to buy. Um, services from a sex worker Mm -hmm. so it's like you know it's still all illegal it's illegal to um they used to say soliciting but Mm. now it's just called communicating so it's even more general and broad so you know if a sex worker goes to a cafe with a client just to kind of negotiate with them or whatever that's technically illegal Mm. um Mm. anywhere it's illegal to do sex work anywhere Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's called it's called a body house um or a general or a um, common body house which essentially means you know doing it in a car is illegal uh-huh, let, right. let alone doing it in a hotel doing it at a um public place like a dungeon uh-huh, um right. it's all it's all illegal so you know officially my dungeon is um, there's no type of sex that happens yeah. at my dungeon yeah. what, whatsoever, you right. know, because yeah. it's not illegal to have a dungeon where non-sexual services are being provided. And how do they distinguish, uh, uh, this, this might be like too big a question to ask at the end, towards the end of a show, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like legally, like, all right, so like if you can have a dungeon and they're, and they're like you said, uh, like they categorize that as like non-sexual, uh, services, like if you're doing... Like if someone hired you to come in and like lick your boots or something like that, like I feel like in like mm-hmm. in the U.S., like a court would be like that's a sexual service, right? Where like are like does right. is there like a um does Canada have I guess like a defining line of like what a sexual service is? Is it like or is it is there gray area? Yeah, to I'm it, not a hundred percent sure, but I can almost guarantee that you know it's going to be put as vague as possible so yeah. that they can prosecute willy-nilly yeah you know right uh this is from friend of the show nerdy kingster and she says omg i'm finally asking a question on time (laughs) (laughs) Uh, while exploring these darker fantasies is there any non-porn media you find yourself enjoying or using for fantasy material to clarify i'm I'm not anti-porn just curious if you've ever find reading material or movies or tv that allow you to explore these themes oh yeah um like primarily (laughs) (laughs) um you know not that i would recommend people going going (laughs) watching like actual documentaries of people who have have, um in in real life experience these things but um yeah when i was um younger 
And I mean, even currently, like, um, it's interesting how, uh, like, I was an erotica writer for a while professionally, like, mm-hmm. um, writing porn, right? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of taboos for writing porn. You can't, you know, you can't write about incest, for example. However, like, how many novels have you read where there's some hot incest scenes happening? I, th- I think some of my earliest inspo <laughs> was, like, Anne-Marie McDonald. Like, she writes about incest a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, my God, like, Fall on Your Knees is, like, such a fantastic book, and there's, like, so much incest in there. (laughs) uh... (laughs) So, yeah, like, you know, for some reason, fiction, regular fiction writers can write about all that stuff. Uh, This is from XOX Chestnut with a three-parter. Assuming this hasn't already been answered, what made you want to get into pro-dom work? Yeah, I think we've answered that, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. See ep- uh, minute uh, 10 of this episode. <laughs> yes, yeah. Next one is, do any of your dream scenarios cover multiple darker kinks listed? Would you mind sharing one? Um, oh, yeah. I think I think they all uh, have multiple kinks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I, I think, isn't it rare for a scene to just have just one kink? Like there's always layers of, there's always intersecting yeah, everything. True. Isn't that weird? Can you name a scene where it's just one kink? It yes. doesn't have anything to do with any other kink. We talked to a spanking bottom on this show who goes to parties where it's just spanking. Really? There's no other dynamic no, happening there? No, it's no literally... No power dynamic no, whatsoever? They go out of their way at these parties to not establish pa- power dynamic. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, really? like a, it's like a swap meet of spankers top, and This spankies. is the bottom, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. You're going to spank me for 10 minutes. Really? And then I'm going to move on to the next or, yeah. person. Yeah. yeah. It's like... It's like it's it's interesting. Yeah. But was that about specifically that about the listed ones? Was yeah, that... that was about listed ones, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. so what they were asking was, was actually... Uh, with the things we listed in the questions uh, of your like weird shit, like <laughs> where, where, like what? <laughs> basically, tell us like one of those fantasies. <laughs> yeah. So say it's set like uh, with a medical premise because I love that so much. Um, let's say even it's it's like uh, that whole breeding facility scenario is going to overlap a bunch of different kinks. So it's mm. like say um, the whole scene is that I'm being. Um, first um like experimented on to make sure that i'm fit to oh yeah to carry whatever you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so there's going to be a lot of kind of medical experimentation torture type stuff Mm -hmm. um happening uh inspection is so so hot um and then and then yeah say like I mentioned before, you know, there's a bit of a mind fuck happening of whether I'm actually being implanted with sperm or not. Yeah, so there's right. a mind fuck overlap. And then there's already a power dynamic overlap, obviously, sure. of, you know, if one person's on a table, um, you know, being restrained and the other person's not, then mm-hmm. um, then there's that overlap. Um, yeah, obviously, breeding is in there. Medical play is in there. Like, mm-hmm. get the speculum out, get, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff out. <laughs> Um, there's, you know, there's pain stuff being intersected mm-hmm. there, you know, like, and it, it doesn't have to make sense for me. Like, sure. like literally you can be doing anything, any weird shit to my body. Like don't, I, I always tell anybody that's topping or doming me that it does not have to make sense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just the fact that you're doing shit for me. And the reason is inspection or experimentation or, 
something like that. I'm right. like, I don't care. It- <laughs> I like the idea of like being inspected before a scene because then like you're like mm-hmm. when the inspection's over and you're like, oh, the ordeal is done. And then it's like, oh, no, no. that was yeah. just the beginning. And now it's going to yeah. get worse. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. yeah, totally. <laughs> and then their final question is, again, assuming it's not already covered, how did you discover you were interested in those darker kinks? What was a deciding factor in outing you into them as they can often be met with lack of understanding, even within the community? Um, I think, uh, I don't know if I've ever like officially like outed myself for any type of kink or whatever. I think, um, people are just going to let me do whatever. I just, I just do whatever I want all the time. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) and people are into it. Like, (laughs) The audio just um, sped so, up. Yeah. You sounded like a chipmunk. Yep. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a Are you new guys kink. Into it? No. Yeah. <laughs> new kink. New kink. <laughs> and then we got a few from the Twitters. We got uh this is from uh, oh. uh Lauren the Corgi. Yes. From the Discord chat. Okay. Oh, Discord chat, not the Twitters. Okay. Part one. Are there any books, movies, etc. that inspire your abduction or experimentation fantasies? I don't know if there's anything in particular. Um, there was an alien abduction movie that came out when I was like, I can't even think of the name of it when I was like 13, 12, 13. And they created a whole like ad campaign around it. That was like saying that it was a true story. Fire in the sky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> And yeah, I think that's and so funny. And I just but... wanted to let Jack TPK know that we're talking about fire in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> that is the yeah, one it's movie funny he's you terrified say that. of that movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was too. And that was what was so exciting about it, right? Yeah. Because it was so fucking, yeah, yeah scary. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see it. Well, I that... We both knew it. You know? Oh, I saw yeah. that in theaters. I, yeah, I fucking remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in high school. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Uh, and part two, do you have any advice for other people who are looking to create kink-centric stage shows? Um, yeah. The, I mean, there are a lot of work to curate. Um, what is kind of good for me at this point is I know the formula that works. So I'd, you know, if you're doing kind of a regular show, mm-hmm. um, I guess my advice is like to figure out what format works the best as soon as possible, like pay a lot of attention to what formula is going to work. Because right now I've, I've done it so many times that I can just like insert performers, you know, okay, I need this type of act to open the show. I need this type of act to go into the break. I need this type of act, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of easy to kind of fill in the blanks at this point. I mm. kind of advise to, you know, try to figure it, that out as early as possible. I still like kink based shows. Um, I think it's uh, just do them. Like, like honestly, it's not an oversaturated market. Like, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of comedy that happens in Toronto, you know, I, and I would know there's a lot of improv shows that happen in Toronto. It's crazy. Um, but I'm really the only sex and sexuality variety show that happens in Toronto. There's a lot of burlesque that happens in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, to do a kink-based show, like, for example, just a kink-based entertainment style show, there's not one in Toronto. So, mm-hmm. like, 
do one and people will go to it because yeah. it's new and fresh. If you have that idea, oh my God, make it happen. And um, I don't know, like a good place to start is like um, go see other shows that are kind of adjacent to those, yeah. um, you know, to your show and, you know, kink parties, munches, if it's a kinky thing. Yeah. Um, just start, start meeting people and talking to people. Like yeah. through doing the podcast, I meet so many amazing talents. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, just start talking to people, go to events, go to other people's events, I guess yeah. is my advice. Right on. Okay. Cool. And yeah. uh, Lauren's final question is, is oviposition oviposition involved in any of your breeding fantasies or are they just related to impregnation? I would say, yeah, I could get implanted with an alien egg for yes. sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw something that got me thinking along those lines. There's like a toy that's called the ovipositor yeah. um, that zoe ligon reviewed like on her show sex stuff which unfortunately lost funding so it's not um they're not doing new episodes but there's a great episode where she reviews the ovipositor (laughs) (laughs) and and i'm like oh i think i've just discovered a new thing like watching her do that please do (laughs) want exactly (laughs) so yeah as with like any kink if the questions are you into it i'm like sure <laughs> you know probably yeah <laughs> probably. I, haven't, I haven't actually done something like that i'll say that much i haven't actually done a scene like that but i mean for sure i'd be open to it yet <laughs> yet yeah <laughs> oh boy all right well um can i ask a question oh yep go ahead. sorry um just a quick question on um starting like becoming a pro dom like i've kind of like been messing around in like doing night flirt and things like that and like i've had a lot of fun and like people have like i've like done like some entertaining of the idea of becoming a pro dom but i'm wondering Mm -hmm. about like how to like kind of build confidence in that role like when you're new do you know what i mean because i think that's the biggest thing is like kind of just having an unsureness about like like having the amount of control over the situation that I feel like I need to have, like if I'm like acting in that role. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, practice makes perfect, right? Um, more having more experiences with different people, uh, varied types doing varied types of scenes, um, just getting more experience under your belt, just like as a lifestyle Dom, mm-hmm. um, is only going to help you, you know, uh, professionally. Right. Um, and I mean, that's even a fun kind of a role play scene that you Mm -hmm. can do. Like, so I'm a new professional Dom and you're my first client. Let's role play it. Um, and even to, you know, and to have like the bottom even be throwing curveballs at you potentially like, um, and Oh, another thing I like to recommend for Doms is, uh, (laughs) that you may or may not be surprised is take an improv class i'm not kidding (laughs) um improv and intuiting and uh listening is such a huge part of doming and pro doming Mm -hmm. um and just to develop those skills um are only going to help you like a lot of pro doms believe it or not have experience have theater experience have Mm -hmm. acting experience Mm -hmm. as we talked about before it's we're, we call them scenes like you're yeah. putting on a role you're getting into a character right um and you know your pro persona yeah it's you and you're 
clients are going to want you to be authentic and be yourself and definitely bring your own personality to the table. Um, but you are creating like this amplified version of a certain facet of yourself. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, getting yourself in any situation where you can, uh, experiment and play and just work that muscle more is going to be to your advantage, uh, to like build confidence for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. Just doing it more. Doing do yeah, employing just all those it. skills more. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just do it. Nike that shit. <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Manifest that shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So before we wrap up, where can people find you and all your stuff? And uh, yeah, and and find out where to book you for uh, sessions if they're mm-hmm. local to your area. Yeah. Yes, for all my pro doming stuff um, on Twitter, I'm at the Lady Pim One. Uh, on Instagram, I'm at the Lady Pim One. Um, you can go to theritualchamber.ca to book myself or any of our pro doms. Um, if you're interested in following my bedpost stuff, you can search the Bedpost Podcast on uh, any podcasting app. Also, um, if you're in the Toronto area, we're doing shows, those live um, stage shows, the third Friday of every month at 8 p.m. at the Social Capital Theatre. You can follow me at the Bedpost Show on Instagram. That's where I post most about uh, Bedpost and um, Bedpost Erotica on Facebook. Um, But for how long, how much longer, I'll be there. I don't know. Right. And you can always email me at uh, thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com mm-hmm. as well for inquiries. Great. Your Twitter is such a good follow, by the way. Like yeah. you're you're posting ah. pictures like on the daily that we're just like are like weak in the knees. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like definitely the, every day. We'll be like we'll be like doing something around the house, and one of us will run up to the other one with like uh, the like whatever picture you've posted like open on the phone. Like, did you see this yet? And then the other one's like, Ugh. yeah, like, <laughs> like every day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, okay, and also, uh, before I do our wrap-up, just remember, folks, uh, right now, through the end of March, uh, one of our listeners, Ragdoll, is going to be doing sex, kink, and BDSM-friendly art commissions. Uh, we talked about it uh, last week, and if, if you mm-hmm. want, you can go on our Twitter page. There's going to be a pinned tweet uh, that's at OCP Kink, or check our website, offthecuffs.org, and you can find out how to commission art, and you can also check out some samples of art. And uh, all the money that uh, Ragdoll makes uh, now through the end of March, they're going to be donating half of that to OCP. So, uh, yeah, get over there and, and, mm-hmm. and, and get some fucking nice artwork and uh, help support them, help support us. Uh, it'll be real fucking helpful. Yeah. So do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of kind of lost the, the momentum there at the end. Sorry. <laughs> but, but go do it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, as always, you can find us on FetLife at Off the Cuffs. Uh, oh, you're on FetLife too, right? You didn't mention that. Yeah, Bedpost Lady on FetLife. Bedpost Lady. Bedpost Lady. Right. Uh, you could also reach out to us individually at dick underscore wound or minimus underscore maximus. And if you're not on FetLife, you can email us at offthecuffspodcast at gmail.com or give us a call at 631-977-9183. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OCPKink. And we now have merch uh, available at uh, store.podcastjukebox.org. I said we now have as if it's like just a new <laughs> thing. It's been for a few months. Uh <laughs> 
If you listen to us on uh, iTunes, please be sure to give us a star rating and leave, leave us a review, good or bad. We'll read it on the air. Give us five stars and tell us we're horrible pieces of shit, and we'll uh, read it on the air. Because we don't actually care what you say. We just want the we just want the stars. Because no one actually reads them. Yeah. They just they just see like oh a hundred and fucking ninety positive reviews, good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you could tell us we're fucking yeah. human garbage, and it's fine. Just we'll read us, it on the air. Yeah, just give us five yeah. stars. Uh, four if you know. If you hate the way we laugh, yeah, like that one person. Oh no, they gave us two stars. That's yes, right. fuck them. Anyway, no, it was still. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, while you're at it, go over to our Patreon page. That's p a t r e o n dot com slash ocp kink, and uh, give us all your money so I could use it to beat Max's sweet, sweet little bottom. Uh, do you have a Patreon page? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. No, okay. I, I need to set one up. I need to set one up, though. Okay, do it. And we'll, so we'll, stay tuned. We'll plug it in a future yeah. episode for you. <laughs> Great. Um, uh, be sure to check out our uh, sister shows on the Podcast Jukebox Network, Will Sean Podcast, Proud to be Kinky, No Love Lost, Drinks with God, Being There, The Goth Librarian Podcast, and Queers Next Door. And check out some of our amazing friend shows, The Bedpost Podcast, yep. The Dildorks, and uh, Risk. Yeah. Good night. Good night. I feel like every book like has like at least someone getting like a fucking toe sucked or something in it. Like yeah. there's always <laughs> something weird and dirty in like every book. Like yeah. I'm like, yeah. all right, like well that one page like spoke to me. All right, the rest of this is eh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.